Today is the fifth day of December. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is great to be here with you today around the global campfire as we gather together in this season of peace on earth and goodwill toward men. And here in the Northern Hemisphere, the colder months. And so we kind of I'll get cozy here around this global campfire and keep each other warm. Back in the summer, it was like more of a campfire, right? We're just kind of all around it, just enjoying the evening. Now we're kind of all squeezed in together, keeping each other warm as we come around the global campfire. Of course, all of you in the Southern Hemisphere are experiencing more of the warmer time. And so it's, you know what? It is what we make it, right? Here we are around the global campfire for the next step forward. Our next step forward actually leads us into brand new territory in the Old Testament. We're moving into uh, the prophetic book of Hosea. And as we move into Hosea, we're moving into the sort of final grouping of books that we will encounter in the Old Testament. These books are called the Minor Prophets. And we've moved through the Major Prophets, and we talked about about it back then, that the Major Prophets aren't more important than the Minor Prophets. It's not like these are the Minor League Prophets, and we already read the Professional Prophets it has more to do with the material that is contained within the writing. And so these minor prophets are much shorter than the major prophets, which means that we will move through them at a, a reasonably quick clip. There are 12 books in the minor prophets, beginning with Hosea and then ending with the final book in the Old Testament, Malachi. So think about it. This is the fifth day of December. There are 31 days in December, which, unless I'm counting wrong, leaves us 26 days left in the year, and we will move through 12 books. And this is just the Old Testament. We will move through 12 books in the Old Testament in the next 26 days. So, pretty quick, and we'll be moving pretty quickly, but we'll keep ourselves oriented and we'll talk about all the different things that we're reading and why we're reading them, but we'll be moving pretty quick. We have some territory to move through in the New Testament as well, fairly quickly, but then we will eventually, actually just days from now, arrive uh, at the final book in the New Testament, the book of Revelation, and that will carry us to the end of the year. But now we are opening the threshold and stepping into the book of Hosea. And Hosea probably lived somewhere around the 8th century BC. He was from the Northern Kingdom. So we have to kind of remember back, back through our journey through 1st and 2nd Kings, 1st and 2nd Chronicles. We remember the disintegration of the United Monarchy of Israel as one cohesive nation made up of 12 tribes. After King Solomon's reign, the nation of Israel split into two different nations, the Northern Kingdom of Israel and the Southern Kingdom of Judah. 
The northern kingdom was defeated and taken into exile by the Assyrian Empire. And then century, century and a half later, the Babylonian Empire was able to conquer and destroy Jerusalem, carrying the kingdom of Judah off into exile. Hosea probably saw the destruction of the northern kingdom of Israel. This was his homeland. Although there are many scholars that believe that even though that's true, Hosea's prophecies may not have been collected together cohesively until later, and that may have actually happened in the southern kingdom of Judah after Assyria had taken over the northern kingdom and carried Israel, the ten tribes of the northern kingdom, into exile. One of the things that we're going to notice, and it's one of the most compelling things in the Bible to me, like, there are things in the book of Hosea that are some of the most riveting things in all of the Bible to me. There's a theme in the book of Hosea. I mean, there's a theme throughout the scriptures that has covenantal language to it. And marriage is a covenantal thing that we all understand. And this theme of marriage that is often used in the Bible to represent God's love for his people with whom he has a covenant is in the book of Hosea in a way that is not only compelling, but very revealing, revealing about God's heart toward his people. We have watched the people in the scriptures all this year, and we have watched them be up and down and back and forth. We have watched them run to God, and we have watched them reject God. We have watched them beg God for assistance, and then we have watched them give themselves to other gods over and over and over. And for God, this is the breaking of the covenant. This is adultery. And that whether we've experienced it or participated in it or just know about it, we understand that that is the breaking of a covenant and be pretty hard to live in this world today without having been, been touched, not necessarily by adultery, but by the shattering of a relationship. And we know when adultery is present, entire lives, people's entire worlds their whole life trajectory gets spun out of whack and blown apart. Adultery is bad. It really, really destroys profoundly. And if you've ever had an experience with this, like, like even probably going back and remembering is painful. But we're moving along in life and all of a sudden we get upended by information of betrayal and cheating. And it's, it's like you, you woke up one day and you're going through your day and by that evening you get this information and the world that you knew seems to be over. Like everything has changed. And it's this back and forth and back and forth and back and forth of emotions, these ups and downs this anger, this rage, this 
jealousy than this empathy and this compassion and love flowing out and being expressed in anger and in empathy. And it's just about as disorienting a thing as there is because you were in covenant. You were depending on each other to be faithful and loyal. You were depending on each other to build a life together that would last for your lifetimes. You were building a life together. And so faith and hope had been placed in that covenant of marriage with no expectation that that was ever going to change. And so when adultery becomes visible, when it's exposed, then all kinds of erratic things can happen inside of a person and inside of a person's life. God uses this metaphor to describe the way he feels. And so all of a sudden we move from this angry, vengeful God who just can't seem to get his moods under control to what we better understand as a person who loved profoundly and gave their all to a relationship only to find out that they have been cheated on and disrespected and scorned and their heart is broken. Nowhere in the Bible is this more clear than in the book of Hosea in part because God asks Hosea as his mouthpiece, as his voice, as his prophet to not just go and say things but to actually use his life as a demonstration, as a living parable, as theater to depict not only with words but with actions what God is saying. And so we'll see that God instructs Hosea to get married, which is great, but he is to marry a prostitute and her name is Gomer. And this represents the adultery and the harlotry and idolatry of Israel. And Hosea and Gomer have children together. And God instructs that each child have a specific name. And each child's name is a prophetic name that speaks directly to Israel. And then eventually Gomer is unfaithful to Hosea. And so he divorces her. And this represents God casting away Israel, his beloved, because she has been unfaithful. But then God instructs Hosea to go find Gomer, to go find where she's gone and to get her back. And as it turns out, he has to buy her back. He has to buy his wife back she doesn't deserve that she doesn't deserve to be rescued she played the harlot she committed adultery she broke the covenant but Hosea bought her back and this represents the lengths God has been willing to go to 
to win back what he loves, even though those that he loves have cheated on him. Even me telling this story, like just describing what we're going to read, is so compelling. We have all fallen away and gone astray. And God has not been willing to surrender and give up on our love. It's the kind of love that we can't really express without God's help. But it should also challenge us profoundly the next time we're about to do something that we absolutely know is wrong. And if we ask ourselves, can I do this as an ambassador of my king? Can I do this in the name of my savior? Can I do this in honor of God? And we know the answer is no, and we do it anyway. Then we have to understand that it's not okay to just think, well, he'll forgive me. It's not that big of a deal. Hosea shows us that cheating, breaking covenant, being disloyal is heartbreaking. And so let's dive in together. We're reading from the New Living Translation this week. Hosea chapters 1, 2, and 3 today. The Lord gave this message to Hosea, son of Biri, during the years when Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah were kings of Judah, and Jeroboam, son of Jehoash, was king of Israel. When the Lord first began speaking to Israel through Hosea, he said to him, Go and marry a prostitute, so that some of her children will be conceived in prostitution. This will illustrate how Israel has acted like a prostitute by turning against the Lord and worshiping other gods. So Hosea married Gomer, the daughter of Diblaim, and she became pregnant and gave Hosea a son. And the Lord said, Name the child Jezreel, for I am about to punish King Jehu's dynasty to avenge the murders he committed at Jezreel. In fact, I will bring an end to Israel's independence. I will break its military power in the Jezreel Valley. Soon, Gomer became pregnant again and gave birth to a daughter. And the Lord said to Hosea, Name your daughter Lo-Ruamah, not loved. For I will no longer show love to the people of Israel or forgive them, but I will show love to the people of Judah. I will free them from their enemies, not with weapons and armies or horses and charioteers, but by my power as the Lord their God. After Gomer had weaned Lo-Ruama, she again became pregnant and gave birth to a second son. And the Lord said, Name him Lo-Ami, not my people. For Israel is not my people, and I am not their God. Yet the time will come when Israel's people will be like the sands of the seashore, too many to count, 
Then at the place where they were told, You are not my people, it will be said, You are children of the living God. Then the people of Judah and Israel will unite together. They will choose one leader for themselves and they will return from exile together. What a day that will be. The day of Jezreel, when God will again plant his people in his land. In that day you will call your brothers Ami, which means my people. And you will call your sisters Ruama, which means the ones I love. But now, bring charges against Israel, your mother, for she is no longer my wife, and I am no longer her husband. Tell her to remove the prostitute's makeup from her face and the clothing that exposes her breasts. Otherwise, I will strip her as naked as she was on the day she was born. I will leave her to die of thirst, as in a dry and barren wilderness, and I will not love her children, for they were conceived in prostitution. Their mother is a shameless prostitute and became pregnant in a shameful way. She said, I'll run after other lovers and sell myself to them for food and water, for clothing of wool and linen, and for olive oil and drinks. For this reason I will fence her in with thorn bushes. I will block her path with a wall to make her lose her way. When she runs after her lovers, she won't be able to catch them. She will search for them, but not find them. Then she will think, I might as well return to my husband, for I was better off with him than I am now. She doesn't realize it was I who gave her everything she has. The grain, the new wine, the olive oil. I even gave her silver and gold. But she gave all my gifts to Baal. But now I will take back the ripened grain and new wine I generously provided each harvest season. I will take away the wool and linen clothing I gave her to cover her nakedness. I will strip her naked in public while all her lovers look on. No one will be able to rescue her from my hands. I will put an end to her annual festivals, her new moon celebrations and her Sabbath days, all her appointed festivals. I will destroy her grapevines and fig trees things she claims her lovers gave her. I will let them grow into tangled thickets where only wild animals will eat the fruits. I will punish her for all those times when she burned incense to her images of Baal, when she put on her earrings and jewels and went out to look for her lovers, but forgot all about me, says the Lord. But then... I will win her back once again. I will lead her into the desert and speak tenderly to her there. I will return her vineyards to her and transform the valley of trouble into a gateway of hope. She will give herself to me there, as she did long ago when she was young, when I freed her from her captivity in Egypt. When that day comes, says the Lord, 
you will call me my husband instead of my master. O Israel, I will wipe the many names of Baal from your lips and you will never mention them again. On that day I will make a covenant with all the wild animals and the birds of the sky and the animals that scurry along the ground so they will not harm you. I will remove all weapons of war from the land, all swords and bows, so you can live unafraid in peace and safety. I will make you my wife forever, showing you righteousness and justice, unfailing love and compassion. I will be faithful to you and make you mine, and you will finally know me as the Lord. In that day, I will answer, says the Lord. I will answer the sky as it pleads for clouds, and the sky will answer the earth with rain. Then the earth will answer the thirsty cries of the grain, the grapevines, and the olive trees, and they in turn will answer, Jezreel, God plants. At that time I will plant a crop of Israelites and raise them for myself. I will show love to those I called not loved and to those I called not my people. I will say, Now you are my people. And they will reply, You are our God. And the Lord said to me, Go and love your wife again, even though she commits adultery with another lover. This will illustrate that the Lord still loves Israel, even though the people have turned to other gods and love to worship them. So I bought her back for 15 pieces of silver and five bushels of barley and a measure of wine. Then I said to her, You must live in my house for many days and stop your prostitution. During this time, you will not have sexual relations with anyone, not even with me. This shows that Israel will go a long time without a king or prince and without sacrifices, sacred pillars, priests, or even idols. But afterward, the people will return and devote themselves to the Lord their God and to David's descendant, their king. In the last days they will tremble in awe of the Lord and of His goodness. First John 5 Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has become a child of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his children too. We know we love God's children if we love God and obey his commandments. Loving God means keeping his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those that believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And Jesus Christ was revealed as God's Son by His baptism in water and by shedding His blood on the cross. Not by water only, but by water and blood. 
and the spirits, who is truth, confirms it with his testimony. So we have these three witnesses, the spirits, the water, and the blood, and all three agree. Since we believe human testimony, surely we can believe the greater testimony that comes from God. And God has testified about his Son. All who believe in the Son of God know in their hearts that this testimony is true. Those who don't believe this are actually calling God a liar because they don't believe what God has testified about his Son. And this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have God's Son does not have life. I have written this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know and have eternal life. And we are confident that He hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases Him. And since we know He hears us when we make our requests, we also know that He will give us what we ask for. If you see a fellow believer sinning in a way that does not lead to death, you should pray, and God will give that person life. But there is a sin that leads to death, and I am not saying you should pray for those who commit it. All wicked actions are sin, but not every sin leads to death. We know that God's children do not make a practice of sinning, for God's Son holds them securely, and the evil one cannot touch them. We know that we are children of God and that the world around us is under the control of the evil one. And we know that the Son of God has come, and He has given us understanding so that we can know the true God. And now we live in fellowship with the true God, because we live in fellowship with His Son, Jesus Christ. He is the only true God, and He is eternal life. Dear children, keep away from anything that might take God's place in your hearts. Psalm 124 a song for pilgrims ascending to Jerusalem. A psalm of David. What if the Lord had not been on our side? Let all Israel repeat, What if the Lord had not been on our side when people attacked us? They would have swallowed us alive in their burning anger. The waters would have engulfed us. A torrent would have overwhelmed us. Yes, the raging waters of their fury would have overwhelmed our very lives. Praise the Lord, who did not let their teeth tear us apart. We escaped like a bird from a hunter's trap. The trap is broken, and we are free. Our help is from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Proverbs 29, 5-8 To flatter friends is to lay a trap for their feet, 
Evil people are trapped by sin, but the righteous escape, shouting for joy. The godly care about the rights of the poor. The wicked don't care at all. Mockers can get a whole town agitated, but the wise will calm anger. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for it every single day. We are grateful every single day. We thank you for leading us into this new territory in the book of Hosea and the way that you reveal your heart. We may have not experienced adultery in our lives, but we sure understand what the concept is. And it's very unlikely that any of us have never experienced betrayal or what it feels like to have a broken heart. And yet so often, Lord, we, we think that you are just aloof and above all of that. And yet you loved us enough to come for us and die for us. And so you are obviously profoundly invested in us beyond our comprehension. Why you would care so deeply is beyond our comprehension, but we believe that you do. And Hosea describes this depth of love in ways that we can begin to grasp. And so we thank you that you will never give up. And Lord, we are ashamed of the ways that we have betrayed you in the past. But as our understanding continues to grow and our love for you continues to grow and as we fall deeper and deeper into this relationship that is more intimate than anything else in our lives and as we are profoundly transformed, it becomes more and more clear to us. So Holy Spirit, please come and plant in our hearts what we've read today about your heart toward us. We pray this. In the name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base. It is the website. It is where you find out what is going on around here. A few things are going on around here Christmas related. If you hadn't noticed, it's Christmas time all around the world, so it's Christmas time here as well. So a couple of things. First, we are preparing for our annual Daily Audio Bible Family Christmas party. And the way that you participate is that you can call in a holiday greeting, share your story, share your Christmas wishes to the community that has been traveling together this entire year through the Bible. And so uh, we'll do that for the next couple of days till, say, Wednesday. And then we will need to start compiling that together so that we can hopefully release that next week. So, uh, yep, call in your holiday greetings. And you do that by pushing the hotline button in the app or dialing 877-942-4253. And that number might sound familiar and that hotline button might sound familiar because that is the prayer and encouragement lines for the Daily Audio Bible. And that's what they do. That's what they're there for. But 
for about a week out of the year, we also allow them to be for our Christmas party. So here are the rules. Number one, don't call in a prayer request or encouragement and a holiday greeting in the same call. Make those separate. This is one of the rare times you can hang up and call back. So call in your holiday greeting. And if you have a prayer request or encouragement, call that in separately. Keep those separate. And then secondly, just call in once for the holiday party so that everybody gets to get heard. And then the other thing that's going on is the Daily Audio Bible Family Christmas Box for 2022. We have packed this as full as we can get and have packed it full of resources for you and maybe some resources in there to give away. So Promised Land, photographs from the land of the Bible, the coffee table edition is included in the box this year. The God of Your Story, a beautiful hardbound edition is included in the box. Reframe and Sneezing Jesus are in the box. Uh, The Daily Audio Bible Christmas Ornament for 2022, which is an exclusive to the box each year, is included. Uh, Your choice of Wind Farm coffee or tea. The Global Campfire candle is included in the box this year, as well as a Global Campfire pop socket and a couple of Global Campfire stickers. And so check that out. You can see it all in the shop whether on the web or in the Daily Audio Bible app, there's a Christmas section in the shop right now and the Christmas box can be found there. And so check that out. And if you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible as we move through the final month of the year, thank you humbly. Thank you deeply for your partnership. We wouldn't be in this if we weren't in it together. So thank you. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. The mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button up at the top. Or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here. Tomorrow. Hey family, this is Melissa from Albertville, Alabama. I have a prayer request. One of my coworkers, her name is Tanya. She has a son who is a disabled veteran and he has all kind of health problems. And his wife left him and she wanted me to pray that God will send him someone who will love him like Jesus loves him and like she loves him. And um, y'all please pray for them. I don't know his name, but I told her I will pray and ask my family to pray. I love y'all. Thank you, Brian. You have been off the chain with these teachings. And I got kind of upset with somebody. And I'm like, be ye holy for I am holy. And it it does work. Thank you, Brian. You taught us so much. I love y'all very much.
keep praying for me because I'm still having breathing problems from this COVID and pneumonia. Thank you, y'all. Bye-bye. Hello, Manita from Lombard. I just heard your prayer right now. Today is December 1st. This is Vivian from South Texas, and I wanted to pray for you. Father God, I hold up my sister, Manita. Father, and I pray that you would give her the courage to forgive those who have hurt her. Father, I pray that she would understand that forgiveness is for her to move forward, Father. And sometimes that first step of forgiveness is is really hard. And sometimes saying I forgive you is is, is strictly because God says we should. But every day if you say that, it will get easier because I've done it. And I've seen God work miracles when I've forgiven those who've hurt me. So I pray for you, my sister. Have a good day. Good morning, Daily Audio Bible family. It's calling uh, out here on a morning walk in the woods on a, a cool and crisp December morning. Got some bad news. Uh, my boss passed away yesterday. He was only 50 years old. So I'm calling to ask for prayers for, for the family for comfort, uh, for direction. There's a lot of uncertainty at this time um, regarding, uh, you know, the business and family matters. I know there, there's a lot of things going on. So I just ask that you lift them up uh, in this time of their grieving and un- in time of uncertainty. Thank you. This is Delta Alpha Foxtrot calling from the Central Texas Front. Hi, family. It's Radiant Rachel. I am just calling to ask you guys for a prayer. I'm looking for direction in my journey and my calling, and I feel that God is calling me to make some changes, Um, and I think it includes my work. Um, So if you guys would pray for me about that, I think there's going to be a major shift and a major change Um, I don't know what that is. I need confirmation from God and open doors and just I want to make sure that, um, you know, I go where he wants me to go. So, um, also there's some, I think, inner healing, uh, included in this journey and, um, yeah, so prayers all around for that. I would appreciate it. And I love you guys, and I want to lift you all up today. Lord, I just pray for my brothers and sisters. I bless them. I thank you for them. I um, speak life and love and joy and peace and healing over them, over their bodies, over their souls, over their minds, over their spirits. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, to come to be um, prevalent, present, active, and 
just show your love to them. Uh, Lord, remove the veils from our eyes, from our ears, Lord, so that we can see you, so that we can see you working in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you guys. Hi, DAB family. This is Laura in Colorado. Um, I'm the NICU nurse who's trying to adopt the abandoned baby, and we're still in the process. Um, she's 10 months now, and if you would please continue to pray, um, we would so greatly appreciate it. Um, there is such a spiritual battle over this baby, um, and I wish I could give you all of the details, but if you would just pray for the judge and pray for um, truth to be revealed and pray for um, her protection through all of this, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, I'm praying for so many of you, Vincent, who called in. I, I pray daily for you and so many others, and I pray along with all of you every single day. Um, and I just wanted to say, too, to Brian, thank you for the sleep um, album that you put out. I kind of was slow to listen to it. I, I downloaded it or I got it onto my Spotify right away, but I don't really like listening to things as I'm falling asleep, and so... I just was never finding the right time. And then there was a point in time where I was driving to a meeting that was going to be um, anxiety-ridden, I knew, and I just decided to put that on. And so I kind of was like, should I be listening to sleep while I'm driving? But honestly, it was just so comforting. So if you're not a person who you know wants to listen to something to fall asleep, just know that there are so many other uses and that... If you just need a, a space and a calm, um, that's what Brian has given us. And so I'm just grateful and thankful for all each and every one of you. God bless you. Bye.